welcome to a Friday edition of the Little Red Bandwagon, the show about the show Too Beautiful to Live. Today, I'm recording from a moderately priced hotel in the city that never sleeps, Austin, Texas. Joining me today to intro this special Friday clip show, also in my hotel room, mostly because he's here, and also the only host that's still currently awake, is Jeremy. Hello, Jeremy. Hello. How are you? I'm I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired. We're a little punchy. <laughs> yeah, it's uh it's one o'clock in the morning, I think. Texas time. <clears throat> yeah, one thirty Texas time. And um we spent four hours on the road driving here from Dallas. And um now we're here recording an intro in a hotel room and then I have to put the show together. Yeah. Get it online. You're, so if you're hearing you're, this and it's Friday. Uh, I didn't fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> You're showing people behind the curtain how the sausage is made right now. <laughs> yeah, I could go for some sausage. To be honest, I'm kind of hungry. <laughs> the uh, whatever that pastry thing that we bought on the way here. I don't even know how to pronounce it. Like cloche, collage, collage, collage. Everybody told us that between Austin and Dallas on the drive, there is a uh, some kind of bakery. It's like a 24-hour bakery that's also a gas station mm-hmm. uh, and like a like a gift store mm-hmm. and just a regular kind of gas station mini-mart type situation. But it's a bakery and it's open 24 hours a day and they make these wonderful collages. It's a Czech. It's, it's specifically like a, a Czech. From another land. Bakery. Yeah. In the <laughs> middle of Texas. So we stopped there. Yeah. And, and it, it was, was delicious. It was delicious. Mm-hmm. We've had amazing food. Very nice people, terrible drivers. <laughs> it's all the Texas experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. So what's this uh what's this clip show about, Christina? Okay. So I came up with the idea when they announced that they're having a live show in Texas, um, to talk to people that attended live shows in other cities, not Seattle. There's been a few, there's been a handful of them. And so I wanted to talk to people that had attended them, ask them some questions, their favorite um, part of the show, what what they liked best, what was interesting about that show. And that's what I brought to you today. Mm-hmm. So I hope that you guys all enjoy it as much as I enjoyed putting it together. Let me ask you some questions. Christina. Okay. Um, how many of these live shows have you attended yourself? Of the, I mean, outside of the Seattle ones. Outside of the Seattle ones, just the Twin Cities. Really? That's the mm-hmm. only other TBTL and live show today? you've gone to? Wow. I mean, I've gone I'm to surprised. other TENS meetups in other cities. Yeah. But this this will be but my first. But other live shows. Yeah. Are you excited? Yeah. Are you excited about the Austin show? Yeah. It's uh, south of Queso Eve. Yes. Technically. And don't forget- Two use... more sleeps, but- Um. <laughs> Two more sleeps. Technically, it's yeah. Friday right now. <laughs> right. Um, right. We're and remember, everyone, if you're hearing the sound of my voice, use the hashtag South of Queso <laughs> for live tweeting. Or it, it's already blowing I up. I feel all like over. that's kind of a complicated hashtag. I understand that uh, Ed from Florida <laughs> researched it on Instagram or something right. and saw that nobody was using it. But I, that's probably because nobody knows how to spell queso. Q U E S O. It's all uh, words with a Q in them are just confusing, though. <laughs> I don't think it's a that's a it also takes up a lot of characters. Like if you're on Twitter, yeah. you only got 140 characters. So then you could use Q O S 
If you need to write a long tweet, Q O S Q O S K S O no S O Q. Okay, there we go. It's S O Q. It's late. S O Q. But we did have some delicious queso today. We did. So that's making me excited about courtesy of Torchy's Tacos. If you're hearing this and you're still in the Austin area, go to a Torchy's and get chips and queso and some good tacos. Uh, this is now a restaurant review podcast, you guys. <laughs> so uh, we're uh, we're changing formats here. Um, okay, so Christy, you have uh, t- tell us about the format of this show. So you interviewed a bunch of people that yes. went to live shows in other areas, mm-hmm. and we already have that stuff recorded. Thank yes. God. Um, <laughs> and we're just we're gonna put it together after this. And uh, and play it for people. So what you'll hear is like Christy talking to somebody and introducing them, mm-hmm. and then um, talking to about about the event, and then you're gonna hear her introducing somebody again. So it's like four little mini shows within a show. Correct. I just don't want people to get confused. I guess. Oh yeah. yeah. And let me just give their names really quick. Okay. Ed Manson's gonna talk about the Park Slope show. Matt is. I think it's Madsen. Madsen. Yeah. Oh. You said Manson. I did. Mm-hmm. When I was talking to him, I said, "Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know if I actually said you have it such wrong. such contempt for the listeners. <laughs> I don't know if I said it wrong or if it's my accent, um, but whatever. Then we have Mike Farnan is going to talk about the Los Angeles show. Mm-hmm. Emily Maurer is going to talk about Chicago. Okay. I have an email from Christy Landerfeld, also talking about Chicago, and Colon... Das Gupta is going to talk about the most current Chicago show. Hmm. So I hope that you guys all enjoy this. I think I've met a couple of those people. You have. At least colon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, listen through and then we'll uh, we'll be back at the end with a farewell. And now I'm joined by Ed Madsen, who attended the Park Slope um, what, what was it? Pa- Park Slope We Go Hard show. Yep, Park Slope We Go Hard. And what year was that? That was 2010, like early January, oh my like right around my birthday. All right. So let's start talking about it. When did you start listening to TBTL? Let's see. Let me start by saying I was a refugee. I had actually first discovered uh, Luke listening to the uh, old Brian Park project show. You're OG listener. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And so it's funny. Cause I remember the show that he left on that. Cause he played the voicemail from Addie. She was probably 13 at the time mm-hmm. saying how much she missed him and she wished she was home, you know? So it's weird. I've grown, I've literally watched Addie or listened to Addie grow up mm-hmm. on the radio. <laughs> um, so he disappeared off that show. And I was just like, bummer and then somehow or another through some kind of back channel i had heard that he was on the air in seattle and then i found out the show had a podcast so i wound up jumping in on tbtl about mm, when did uh drew mcfrizz do his uh prison shows oh that was pretty i think that was the first year right oh it's early in the first year because it had only been on a couple months when i did it Okay. And when I, I mean, when 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 I uh, started listening, and it was I started listening literally the week after he did those shows. Oh, okay. So you you started listening then, and did you go back and listen to all the other 
shows? Yes. Okay. Yes, I did. Perfect 10. You're yeah. Oh, even yeah. more Perfect 10 because you listened to the Bryant Park Project. Yeah, even after Luke left, which was oof. <laughs> That's what I've heard. Which I'll get to and when we talk about the Park Slope show. Because <laughs> uh, I got Pesco was there and I talked with him about his time filling in on that. All right. So we already said you attended the Park Slope show. And what what venue was that? It was this uh, place called Union Hall. And uh, I came down from upstate New York. I live about two hours north of New York City along the Hudson River. And so I had to like take a commuter train about two hours into Manhattan, then take the subway out to Brooklyn and then walk to this place, which was okay. You know, that wasn't that bad. We get there. It was, it was, I had just started dating my 11 at the time. We'd only been dating about two months and this was her first exposure of any kind to TBTL. (laughs) (laughs) So we get there super early because I was so worried about like, you know, missing the show and being late. Like I took the day off from work. Oh, wow. You know, so we got in, we got into Brooklyn probably about four or five o'clock. So we go inside Union Hall, which the upstairs, beautiful, looks like an old library, books on the walls, leather couches and chairs, beautiful wood bar, and then a bunch of bocce courts in the middle of it, too. And so at first, my 11's like, you know, she's like, wow, this is pretty nice. I think this is, you know. She's she's getting this like very highfalutin idea of what TBTL is, <laughs> and uh, I see Luke and Jen and Sean and uh, Jason and Vanessa all come in, and I go over to introduce myself with a very like, "Hola, friendos," because <laughs> I can only go by pictures I've seen on the internet of them, right. <laughs> and. To his credit, Luke was super gracious, thanked me for coming, you know, the whole nine yards, but they had to do pre-show prep. So he was like, you know, I'll catch up with you after the show. I was like, okay. I go back and sit with my 11 and I'm practically gushing. I'm like, he talked to me. He talked to me. (laughs) You know, and then we go and then we go downstairs for the show. Now, remember how nice I said Union Hall is upstairs? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) It's like. The complete opposite downstairs. Oh, no. <laughs> the ceiling's probably not not even a full story. It's like maybe seven feet. <laughs> you know? Oh, wow. So everything feels very cramped. And it was also my 11's first uh, time ever encountering uh, unisex bathrooms. Oh, okay. You know? But like where it's like, you know, like, you know, a bathroom where there's like, oh, yeah, there's like 20 stalls. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's you, you know, you know, not just like one single unisex bathroom. It's like, you know, everybody goes in to the bathroom and goes in the private little Coke stalls and I guess do Coke or something, because yeah. that's the first thing that came to my mind when I saw how they had that set up because <laughs> it was floor to ceiling oh, for, this, for the toilet stalls. I was like, hmm, we're definitely in Brooklyn. Um, so, you know, uh, so we we sit down and she's. You know, she's looking at my everybody and she's like, so is everybody like this? Because we're all like, you know, we're all geeked out. We're all tense, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, I don't know. 
we normally are on the radio. (laughs) (laughs) So that, that, that was my first impression of the, of the place union hall, you know? Um, And so was this, this was obviously your first TBTL event that you went to. Correct. Only TBTL event I've been to. So you haven't, because they haven't gone back, but you haven't gone, traveled or anything. No, I haven't been able to travel for any of the other live events. No, you know, someday I keep talking about getting out to Seattle. <laughs> oh, you definitely should. Um, now New York had, they did have a pretty, um, pretty big community of people that did meetups. Did you ever go to any of those? Uh no, actually. Um, I made a couple attempts, but you know, something always wound up coming up at the last minute. Because, like I said, you know, I'm like two hours away. Right. You know, so it's like it's not just, oh, I'll just pop in, you know, yeah, because <laughs> like train fare round trip is almost fifty dollars. Oh, yeah. And if they're just you going know? to hang out at a bar, it's not worth it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It. It's like, you know, yeah, but you're right, because at that time, the New York City tens, they were a really vibrant, mm-hmm. strong group. You know, they've kind of I think faded. A lot of people have moved away. Or just get busy. You know how that is. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's New York. That's what happens. Everybody <laughs> moves away or you get busy. <laughs> so I have to ask, did your 11 turn over? Is she now a 10? No. Oh. No. But she, but she's uh, but she's a good 11 in the, in the sense that she doesn't give me a lot of crap about it, you know. And when I start talking about what my friends Luke and Andrew did today on the radio, she <laughs> just rolls with it. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you I know. know a lot of people bring their 11 for kind of comfort the first event that they go to. And that's a, either, you know, a make or break, right? Yeah, well, this was <laughs> a big deal for us because we'd only been dating, like like I said, we started dating that October. Oh, man. You know, <laughs> you know, and was it was just like... You. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well he who dares wins right, right. <laughs> she she's still with me so that's good. i must be doing something right uh, so were there any pre or post show meetups i mean you said you got there really early so you guys hung out but was there any after party uh if there was we didn't go to it because you know the show was actually pretty long the yeah. show was well over it you know i mean Edited down for the podcast, it was two hours. The show was almost – the actual show was almost like three, three and a half hours. And we had to get all the way back from Brooklyn to Grand Central to catch the last train back upstate. Oh, OK. So we couldn't stick around for any after party. But you did say that you met a bunch of the people that were on the show, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got to – yeah, I got to – yeah, like I got to meet everybody, you know. Uh, Luke, Jen, Sean, you know, uh, Vanessa, uh, Jason, you know, they were there. As a matter of fact, it's funny. They had Vanessa and Jason hawking (laughs) t-shirts. So how did you meet them? Did, did they have after the show people hung out and talked? Yeah. 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 Like, you know, after the show ended, you know, people were going up to him and talking to him and thanking him. I did, you know, I did the thing that like it seems half of the tens have done, like go up and gush them and thank them for, you know, this show because it saved our lives and at a really dark time, you know, kind of thing. And they got all like, you know, oh, that's so sweet. Thank you. You know, but, uh, you know, talked with each of them for a few minutes, you know, but it was really funny because I had to wait because, you know, there's. 
a couple hundred people trying to do the same thing. <laughs> you know, uh, I wound up like sitting around talking to Mike Pesca. Okay. While waiting. So it was like that, that, that was interesting. It was like Pesca before he was Mike Pesca. <laughs> <laughs> so what did he think of all of this? He was very, he was bemused by it. He was very bemused by the, the turnout and everybody's reaction to everything. You know, um, you know, what, what wound up happening was him and I wound up uh, talking sports a lot because he had just started doing uh, his uh, sports podcast with mm-hmm. uh, Slate. And we're both Mets and Jets fans. So we're, you know, doing what Mets and Jets fans do when we get together, talk about how bad our teams are, <laughs> <laughs> you know. And then I was like, so Allison Stewart. Was she as awful as Luke tries to not say she was? <laughs> and the answer? And he's like, he he shoots me a look and he's like, <laughs> you know, like he doesn't want to go on record. <laughs> right. <laughs> but you can tell by his look that he's like, yes, she is yes. terrible. She's worse than you think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Take what you think and multiply it. Yeah, yeah, it was, but it was uh, funny. But yeah, he was very, very cool and very down to earth to talk to. If you ever get a chance to meet him, he he's he's super cool and super fun. And so, who who were the guests on that show? Oh my god, I I was just taking you know, I there was a bunch, and I was just going through the notes that I just took from listening to it uh, for review from the archives. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I forgot TB Tail used to it used to getting guests on the show was a thing mm-hmm. you know like this live show they had john hodgman camille nonjelani mm-hmm. i probably saying that name wrong <laughs> the trachtenberg family singers mia riddle lay savvy five i mean uh, eugene berman it was like it was a cavalcade of you know up-and-coming talent <laughs> You know, and did you meet any of the guests besides Mike Pesca? Did you talk to any of the other guests? Uh, no, no. Uh, the as I recall, the Trachtenberg family singers and uh, the Savvy Le Savvy Five and Mia Riddle stuck around. Hodgman and uh, Merman, uh, you know, did their bits, disappeared back to the green room, and I didn't see them again. I mean, they might have stuck around, but I couldn't see them. What did you think Afterwards. about the Trachtenberg family c- circus, as I call them? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I got I, I got a big kick out of it. You know, I, I, I kind of like, you know, appreciated what what their whole vibe was. Mm-hmm. Uh, my 11 was a little befuddled by the whole thing. So she did think that the daughter's uh, side project her uh, with the ukuleles you know, or whatever. The ukulele band. Super cute. She yeah. liked them. Yeah, they're pretty good. What What's weird is I house sat for them in probably 2003 in New York for a week. Really? Yeah. And then I start listening to Luke and he's like, oh, I did this documentary about this weird family that and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I totally house sat for them. <laughs> <laughs> my college friend's mom was the girl's teacher. And so when they. Oh, OK pulled her out of school and decided that they're now a traveling band, um, <laughs> they kept in contact with her she kind of did some helping with learning and stuff like that while they were on the road. And so every summer she would go and watch their dogs and stay in their apartment in New York. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
That's neat. Yeah, that's that's weird. <laughs> it's one of those weird yeah. TBTL Venn diagrams, right? <laughs> yeah, it was funny because it was like listening back to the show. I had forgotten that like the father is actually like calling out the crowd during their performance for not being like as into it as they need to be, <laughs> you know? Yeah. He's a weird one, which was kind if you go back and listen to it, it's kind of a theme of the night <laughs> with everybody oh, really? is that. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, I mean, Hodgman's doing one of, I God, I hope it was a bit, um, you know, his, you know, passive aggressive belligerent, you know, thing with the crowd <laughs> that he does sometimes like this is pre evil John Hodgman persona that he invented a few <laughs> years later. Um, but it was like, you know, that, that starts it right off and it's like, you know, it, it, it's kind of, huh, you know? So it's like, you know, like then, you know, the thing with the track and birds is like, yeah, I remember thinking at the time, I'm like, this is, like teetering on the edge of a train wreck <laughs> in true tbtl fashion that's what yes i mean i've talked to lots of people that have gone to live shows and i've myself have gone to a bunch and the thing is it's fun to have these celebrities on and that was like like you said a crazy lineup for probably 25 dollar ticket that you did in yeah. this tiny place in park slope brooklyn um but really what we want is just them to stand up there and talk about stuff right we don't need oh, celebrity guests because it kind of it, because what it becomes is them explaining what tbtl is to this stranger yeah most and of the time the thing, and the funny thing is like most of these guests get it you know like on the at this show get it you know so it wasn't like you had to do a whole lot of you know luke didn't have and jen didn't have to do a whole lot of you know laying the groundwork for this stuff but even then it was like it was like so far out. It was just enough outside of what I was expecting because the show had only. When did it go off the radio? It was what? 2009? Like, yeah. And that was like what? End of summer? Mm -hmm. September. Yeah. September so 11th. Only... Remember? They kept saying, oh, yeah. never forget. Never forget. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um, yeah. No. So it's like it had only been off the air for three months. Yeah, you know? so everyone was, and it was really upset and also excited about them coming. Yeah, well, that was the first to me. That was the first sign that this was actually going to work. When they came, when they came out east and did this live show, and and when I saw everybody there, like it just the huge turnout and just how excited everybody was, I was like, you know, because I, I mean, like I, I'm sure all of us who were there when the show was canceled. I mean, we were all like. I, how, how am I going to go on without right. this show? Right. You know, it's and uh, and and I don't even that's not even hyperbole. I mean, it's like I'm not kidding when I said like that show saved me from like. Horrible depression and a, not once, but two really dark times in my life, you know, and I was like, mm -hmm. so like seeing that at that live show was just like, OK, I think this is going to work. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I actually think this is this could be a thing. So did you have that? post show um uh, excitement and just talking nonstop about it on the train home oh yeah <laughs> i mean that was the fun part it was uh when we left uh we were uh walking out and we wound up falling in with another couple heading to the same subway stop as us and turns out they were friends with sean sean had been staying at their place for the show oh, fun. 
Yeah, and they had to get back to their apartment for some reason. They couldn't stick around. Um, yeah, I don't know if she's a 10, but she runs a restaurant. They run a restaurant now called Bon Chovy. Oh, I like and, it. Yeah. yeah. It's very Sean it's friend, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. I was like, but you know, like we, you know, the four of us were like walking back and, and just talking about everything and just laughing, you know, and apparently like they didn't listen to the show regularly at the time. So I was like kind of filling them in, you know? Okay. That's awesome. <laughs> on, on some of the stuff. You know, but yeah, and it was, and I got to meet, and that was also my first time meeting other tens in the wild. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a first, you know, so it was, uh, you know, getting a chance to just, you know, interact with other tens, you know, you know, it'd be to be able to share your enthusiasm for the show with somebody else who knew what it was. That that was actually very cathartic. Yeah, that's my favorite part. Because I'm pretty sure I thought my my eleven thought I was kind of nuts about the way I obsessed over the show. <laughs> but then when you're in a room with people like you, yeah, she's like, "Okay, you're still nuts, <laughs> yeah, but, but I get it now." <laughs> but now you have a whole crew of people, so you're not insane. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I met one of my best friends in the world in the line for the 2000 show. She had flown oh, in from really? San Francisco and was like, hi, I'm Alyssa. And I'm like, I'm Christy. And she's like, what do you do? And I had Luke had plugged my blog on the show. And she's like, wait, is that you? And I said, yeah. And then ever since then, we, <laughs> we hung out all night and that weekend. And ever since then, best of friends. So, I mean, that's just how the tense community is. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I mean, even online, it's, you know, I remember I had a friend like moved down to Austin and she just did it kind of like, you know, packed up her stuff, left New York City and moved to Austin, didn't know anybody, just needed to get out of the city kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And I remember like I pinged Mike Frizzell on Facebook. We Mm -hmm. were like, you know, we were just, you know, we we were both stents. We were, you know, and I just and like I didn't know Mike. You know, mm-hmm. you know, I never met him or anything, never really talked with him online, you know, outside of like, you know, when we all used to listen on uh, stick cam and, you know, right. comment during the show. Oh, you were like, what you were stick at? What um, was your name? I was name? a stick cam. Yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an OG Sten. Nice. What was your what was your name? <laughs> uh, I think I was King Ed Ra. OK. Yeah. It's, which has kind of like been my online handle since the 90s. OK. <laughs> you know. Okay, sorry, but, uh, you pinged Mike. Yeah, I pinged Mike, and I just said, hey, I, you know, you don't know me that well, but we're both tens, and we both, you know, seem to like each other's jokes a lot on Facebook and all. Um, I got a friend moving down there, you know, she doesn't know about the area that much. Is it okay if she ever needs anything or any advice, she can reach out to you? And he was like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, Anytime. do you know if they ever met? You know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think they did. You know, you, is she still? But, does she still listen? Oh uh, yeah, she's yeah, she's still down in uh, Texas. She's still down in Austin. Do you know so. if she's gonna go to the, the live show? No, no, she wasn't a ten. Oh, it was just your friend. Okay. Yeah, it was just my friend. Yeah, like she wasn't. Yeah, it was. You know, different different person than Sean's friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you got if you're getting confused. And speaking of like the when you just mentioned the 2000 show. Mm-hmm. Here's something to blow your mind, grapes. Okay. 
this live show was show number 485. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. That's like, that's 2,000 shows ago almost. I know. It's like a baby show. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, just, like, I, like, you know, it, it's like, like I said, when I was listening to uh, the, you know, the podcast of them just to kind of like refresh myself, I, when Luke leads off with that at the start of the, you know, the actual show, I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and at the time, it seemed like a lot, right? Wow, there's been yeah. 485 shows. <laughs> yeah, you know, now I'm just like, like, and now I'm at a point where it's like, you know, anything pre, just about anything pre-Andrew at this point to me is like, that's ancient history. <laughs> <laughs> the old shows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's funny. All right, so what, um, what was your favorite part of this show? My favorite part of the show? Mm-hmm. Um, when, uh, Camille Nanjiani, I'm, I'm awful on that name. When Camille came on, (laughs) uh, and he, and he talked about his weird interaction with John Mayer that they couldn't air on the podcast. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you tell the story. Well, I, the thing is, I can't remember a lot of specific details, but we we're all just laughing so hard because Camille's just telling the story about how he's at this event with John Mayer and John Mayer is like, like literally trying to top Camille. Like Camille's there, he, he, comedian. He does mm-hmm. he does his jokes. John starts trying to do, Mayer starts trying no, to do jokes. No. And then he starts going into this weirdly racist direction, you know, like slightly racist direction, oh, you know, with, you know, because Camille's Pakistani and all. And it's just like this, like, really like, wow, John Mayer, giant douchebag. The, you know, the, the, the tabloids are right. <laughs> you know, I listen. I used to listen to Adam Kroll and he had a thing. Is John Mayer a douchebag or is he genuine? And he's like, we'll never know. We'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, just to listen to Camille's account and you know how he is because he's like he's got that when he, especially when he's telling a story, he's got that very like, you know, child like, I can't believe this is happening to me kind of thing going <laughs> yeah. on. Oh, my gosh. You know, and it's just I mean, it was so then like and right after that, they have five come out mm-hmm. and they break into waiting like John Mayer. <laughs> I was just like. And those guys, have you ever seen they have five? No. Okay, the lead, all right, the lead singer is like imagine like imagine if Andrew went to Burning Man. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. That's what this guy looked like. <laughs> He's like this tall, big dude, balding, beard, glasses, you know, but he's dressed in like a tuxedo jacket from 1974, you know, powder blue with giant lapels. Like a ridiculous pair of pants that don't even match the talks. I'm just, it was just like, that was another instance of like, huh, these guys are a thing too. This is weird. You know, <laughs> that sounds very Brooklyn. Are they from Brooklyn? I think they are. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. This was also the show where for the TBTL trivia segments where Jen would ask God, uh, TBL trivia questions. Mm-hmm. Luke had gotten the prizes by picking through uh, the garbage, you know, that people leave out in the street corners in New York City. <laughs> That's amazing. That's a funny segment. 
That was a great segment because like somebody got a busted boombox. Uh, at one point, they're giving out uh, a copy of uh, remember the metal band from the eighties, Rat. Yes. It's yeah, they, somebody had a cassette, throwing out a cassette of Rat and Roll that was given out as a prize, and of course, Jen starts singing round and round. Yeah. <laughs> and the and everybody in the audience, we all answer back with the next line. <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine being one of these, the the comics or the musicians, and the tens are laughing, you know, because it's funny or whatever. But Jen starts to sing a song and people erupt like it's the funniest thing they've ever heard in their life, right? And yeah. these comics have to be like, what? What? What's happening? Yeah. <laughs> we got polite applause and they do a segment, Awesome Not Awesome, and everybody like standing ovation. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, that was the best um, when when they did awesome, not awesome, which, you know, I, I think we were I was talking about it online with some tens the other day, you know, you know, because we had to explain the origin of RAR oh, or what yep. Vanessa was saying, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because uh, it was such a bad drop, <laughs> poorly recorded drop early on in the show. Bad, you know, yeah. janky drops. Well, and I, I went in there building too. block. I was like, because she called Luke on the phone and he recorded the voicemail, probably by holding a recorder up to his phone while it's on yeah, speakerphone. Right? So, of course, it sounds terrible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's that Bergbank quality that we come to expect <laughs> from TVTL. <laughs> so, do you have any favorite parts of the show that were on the podcast? Uh, yeah. Um, like I said, it was just so charming. Like, you know, the call and response stuff, like, it, it, you know, the interaction between the crowd and and Jen especially mm-hmm. was great. Just like, you know, every time she would like start singing something, we'd all start singing along or <laughs> answering back. So but there was also. Um, yeah, I'm trying to. The Eugene Merman segment was actually a lot of fun because it was like Eugene came out and I think he was a little drunk, <laughs> a little teeny. Yeah. <laughs> and so he was also doing his, you know, Eugene Merman, slightly passive aggressive, belligerent comedian yes. shtick. But by this time, we've all settled into it because <laughs> the crowd's getting a little teeny because right. I had a bar downstairs. <laughs> so you had to leave the show to go get alcohol? They didn't have it? No, they had a bar downstairs. Oh, they did. Okay. Oh, they did yeah, have a downstairs. bar. You were downstairs. That's right. Yeah. Um, I, I vaguely remember tens telling stories about eugene and john sitting together at some point and being big jerks to everybody well i don't remember them sitting together but yeah they were kind of jerky i mean like i said it was like the show had this weird the get when with the guests with the exception of camille you know who who you know and the you know the and the musical guests you know you know uh, obviously, because they didn't really come up and talk on the stage that much. But like the guests, there was this like weird belligerence between like John Hodgman and Eugene Merman and the audience. It was like, you know, nothing like outright where it was just, you know, you, you know, nobody was heckling. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, I remember I, Hodgman's comments about cats, you know, and it, you know, and having to put his cat down and stuff like really turned really, really turned into like this like thing where it was just like, 
somebody's going to storm the stage soon. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It seems like a really bad idea to have so many sarcastic kind of mean comics because then it just becomes a bummer. Well, yeah. And I think that's part of the thing. I think part of what makes TBTL work is that it's not really sarcastic. Mm -hmm. It's it's very heartfelt, (laughs) you know, (laughs) it's, you know, it's it's very genuine. I mean, I know, like, you know, they always try to be very ironic at times and stuff, but it, it, it's like the whole the whole vibe of the show. And I think why we all love it still is that it, it comes from a very genuine place, you know. And so, like, when you have that many guests on stage who are, you know, trading in the comic currency of the time, you know, this was, you know, we're coming out of the mid 2000s, you know, we're. You know, being, you know, edgy, ironic ed- edgelords is kind of the thing, I guess, you know. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so it, it was weird. I mean, it, it wasn't bad, but it was just weird, you know. Yeah, it's a weird vibe for TBTL. Yeah. And I mean, it wasn't like anybody was like, you know, oh, they were terrible up there. But it was just like it was it was je- definitely not like. Like when I heard other live shows, like the shows at the Neptune mm-hmm. where uh, Mike proposed to Emily and mm-hmm. stuff, different – I could uh, – completely different vibe. Completely different right. vibe. You know, So whatever you guys are doing out in Seattle, you were doing it right. <laughs> well, hopefully in the Austin show, they figure it out and it will be awesome. Um, all right. Yeah. So I'm asking everyone this. The, there, whenever there's a live show or a meetup or, or anything like that – there's a lot of people that say they're too nervous to attend or they have a lot of apprehension. So do you have any advice to tens who are too nervous to attend anything? Don't be nervous at all. Don't be nervous at all. The tens really are just we're we're a bunch we really are a bunch of sweethearts. I mean, I literally gave twenty dollars to somebody I didn't even know so she could buy a t shirt. Oh. Cause she was in college and she was broke and I'm just like, she really wanted the Mr. Knightley t-shirt. And I was like, here you go. And I remember my 11 said to me, who's that? I'm like, don't know, <laughs> but it was, like, <laughs> you know, and, but yeah, I mean, everybody, you know, everybody's super friendly, you know, at the shows. So it's, you know, if you're nervous cause you don't know anybody or anything, trust me within an hour, you're going to know people. Right. You know? You're going to so go like alone got... and be filled in a room with friends. And that seems exactly weird, that's but that's real. <laughs> that's exactly what it's like. You know, I mean, as a matter of fact, I felt kind of bad for my 11 because <laughs> like because she didn't really have a reference for anything going on. <laughs> right. <laughs> so if you're bringing an 11, if this is their first TV tell experience, if you haven't had them listen to the show before. Don't bring in an 11. Right. <laughs> you know? Or at least, like, prep them for what's going Bring happen. two 11s. Right. <laughs> two 11s. So they have somebody out. to talk to. <laughs> yeah, Anne made for the um, Twin City show, she made name tags, and it was like, I'm a 10, I'm an 11, or I don't even know what the hell I'm doing here, or something like that. Those, I me- yeah, I remember that. That was great. <laughs> yeah. And it it is true. You can kind of see who the 11s are. They're like... They don't really know. They're the ones usually probably drinking a lot more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like they should have an eleven station where they all just kind of hang out and talk about how yeah. crazy it is. 
Yeah, it's funny. We could just like, you know, make, we, we could just make like everybody's spouses like, you know, from the show, like, you know, honorary chair members of that. Because <laughs> even at that show, I remember like even Jason and Vanessa were just kind of looking around <laughs> at like. This is for real, isn't it? <laughs> you know? I know, especially that was pretty early on. I know Jason has always been in charge of merch or photography so he gave himself jobs which is nice to keep yeah keep busy <laughs> yeah but vanessa was just kind of like what because <laughs> you know i i don't think she got involved with the live shows as much you know yeah so it was just like when she was out there in new york so it was just kind of she's like ah, you know <laughs> and everyone knows her right and so oh. they come up and they want to talk to her and say, oh, and then you did this and you did that. And she's just like, yeah, smile and nod. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I always feel bad for her in those situations because, you know, on the show and even there at the thing, it was just like, <laughs> you know, it's like I always wonder if that didn't play a factor in, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, you have to. And Luke. It, it is strange. I wonder how he I mean, because. He was already together with Vanessa when this happened, when this blew up, right? So she was there at the beginning. But I mean, yeah. how does he, I mean, did he have to have a conversation with Carrie? So I'm involved in this thing and it's kind of weird and thousands of people know who I am and yeah. will want to stop by our house and take pictures of it and send <laughs> yeah. us weird things in the mail. I'm talking to you, Bobby Faith. Um, like, <laughs> it just, it's just a weird thing, right? Because he's not a rock star. But he has this huge following of people who think they know everything about his life. Yeah. Because we kind of do, right? Because. Yeah, well, that's that's what Mike Pesca said, why he <laughs> loves the show so much. It's it, he turns he listens to it every day because it's just a guy talking about what's going on in his life that right, day. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and when you try to explain it, people think, oh, interesting. But they don't think it's interesting. They think that it's weird that we listen to this. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on. No problem. Anytime. Yeah. All right. And now to talk about the 2010 Los Angeles live show is Mike Farnan. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How about yourself? Good. Uh, this show definitely... Um, has a lot of lore around it because of the things that happened. So I'm really excited <laughs> to talk to you about it. Absolutely. Um, first, let's talk about when did you start listening to the show, to TBTL? I started listening in uh, late 2009 was when I became a regular listener. So this would have been probably less than a year after I started listening to the show. Okay. And um, let's see. Was this your first TBTL event? Yes. Since I live in Los Angeles, I didn't, I've did i never been able to go to any of the Seattle shows, unfortunately. And there, I know because Los Angeles is so big, there isn't much of a community there, right? Yeah, not that I'm aware of. I know somebody came up with the clever nickname uh, Tangelinos yeah, at some point. Name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is, but... You know, I don't, I'm not aware of any sort of Facebook group or there's not really been any meetups that I'm aware of. So if there are other tens out here in Los Angeles who ever want to get together, I would definitely be up for uh, 
doing something like that in the future. And did was there a meetup before or after? Uh, the live show? Uh, no, not that I'm aware of. I, I know Luke said in one of his intros that a bunch of people hung out after the show. And honestly, I can't remember how late I stuck around after the show. It just so it's not like I got to meet a lot of other tens and get to know them, unfortunately. And what theater was it in? It's in it was in the legendary Troubadour here in West Hollywood, which if you're not familiar with it is a club that's been around since the 1960s and many many famous bands have gotten their start there. Uh legendarily uh, Elton John player played his first uh live US show at the Troubadour and uh you know all kinds of very famous bands pay, play there even though it's a relatively small venue. So it's got a lot of uh, history behind it, and it was a great place for a live show. It's only about 400 people, I would guess, at the most, and so it's a pretty intimate venue. Did they sell it out? They didn't. Okay. I remember being very surprised by that because, you know, it's not a big place, and then also the lineup he got was amazing, you know. There are tons of people who were pretty successful at that time and many who have gone on to even greater success, you know, so... People like Mark Marin and Garfunkel and Oates and Dana Gould and quite famously uh, Rob Corddry um, <laughs> and uh, even more Jesse Thorne from a Bullseye podcast and uh, even more guests. I'm forgetting everybody because it was it was really a jam packed show. Yeah, all star lineup. I feel like now if they did a show in Los Angeles, they would sell it out just because people more people would go there. Oh, yeah. I mean, several of these guys have now done, you know, their own live shows and routinely sell out much, much bigger theaters. So I'm sure they could sell out a huge theater if they were to do something similar today with a similar lineup. So when it first started, so you're standing in line to get in. Were people talking to each other? Did you meet anybody? Uh, no, it was a pretty mellow scene. You know, it uh, it there wasn't like a big line or anything and people just kind of, you know, wandered around or hit up the bar uh, beforehand. And so it was, it didn't seem like uh, people really knew each other, you mm -hmm. know, I don't know if that's just a function of not having sort of the scene that the Seattle tens have or not, or if it's just Los Angelinos being <laughs> Los Angelinos, but uh, <laughs> everyone's too cool to talk to each other. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so <laughs> it definitely didn't have quite the community vibe that it sounds like, you know, the St. Michelle uh, picnics have right. or anything like that. And when you got in your seat and it, and it started, what was your first impression? Uh, it was an interesting scene. You know, it was great to see those people in uh, real life who I'd been listening to on the, uh, the uh, pod cart for so long. And, uh, you know, got off to a great start with uh, Mark Marin telling a very funny story about how Luke revealed in a previous <laughs> appearance that which hotel uh, Mark was staying at. And Mark apparently has a stalker who was excited to learn that information and tracked Mark down. So uh, Mark was a little annoyed with Luke for revealing uh, his uh, location. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess that was during a previous live show. I'm not sure quite what Mark was specifically referring to. but uh, Well, he was on a show when it was a podcast only. I think it was either in the studio or a call-in. And he was being vague, like, I'm at this hotel and they recently updated it. 
And Luke said, oh, let me guess. It's this one. And Mark was <laughs> yes. like, yeah, yeah, that's right. And then uh, <laughs> his stalker found him. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so that that was how the show started with uh, Mark Marin uh, telling that story. <laughs> oh man. Um, let's see. So, what was your favorite part of the show? I mean, the whole show is really funny. Uh, you know, Luke has kind of referred to it after the fact as some sort of disaster. But it really wasn't. It was, you know, a lot of great guests and uh, it did go very long. I think it was more than two hours long. So by the end, everybody was just like, when is this show going to end? <laughs> but uh, but, you know, everybody on it was pretty funny, except for Rob Cordry, who, uh, as Luke would later tell, apparently got very drunk and was uh hitting on uh, Jen in a very inappropriate fashion backstage. Oh, it wasn't on stage. So was No, it- on stage he said uh yeah, I'm I'm never very funny when I'm this drunk and he kind of, you know, you could tell he was not uh all there uh based on the, the amount he had to drink. So he uh, he didn't I don't remember him like saying anything wildly inappropriate he was just kind of out of it you know uh so it wasn't it didn't sound it's funny uh i was listening to another uh recap of a live show that luke did in new york and he mentioned that eugene merman was super drunk during that show and apparently made uh, a lot of obnoxious comments but uh but rob cordry wasn't obnoxious he was just kind of out of it so (laughs) So who else was there? We talked about Mark Marin, now mm-hmm. Rob Cordry. Who else? Uh, Dana Gould was there. He oh. did some stand up and he's also, a gem. Sh- yeah, yeah. He's he great. he's. I like his podcast a lot. If you're not familiar with it, uh, the Dana Gould Hour. Uh, I I would assume a lot of tens would find that a very enjoyable podcast. And uh, Garfunkel and Oates came on uh, at two separate parts during the show and did two uh, very funny songs. And uh, there was another musical guest who I've now forgotten the name, but they did a song that was really good. And uh, Jesse Thorne from the Bullseye podcast was there. And I'm trying to think who else. There were more guests, but um, those are the only people that really uh, have stuck in my memory. All right. So um, I'm asking this of everyone. What I've noticed is anytime a live show or a meetup gets announced that people seem to be really nervous or um, apprehensive of going to these things. And I would like to know if you have any advice to tens that are too nervous to go to an event. Uh, I would say just go. You know, I know a, a lot of tens are more on the introverted side. I would certainly <laughs> consider myself an introvert. So there are certainly times where, where I have to motivate myself to uh, to go out. Uh, but, you know, I think anybody who's familiar with te- TENS in general or with the Little Red Band Rangan crew knows it's a very welcoming group. So it's uh, I think it's to everybody's advantage to get more people to go out to events and uh, and uh, enjoy themselves. That's great. Did you take anyone with you? 
I you, didn't. I, did. I just went by myself. Okay. A lot of people have stories of dragging another person who has no <laughs> idea what's going on. <laughs> yes, I'm single, so I haven't had to explain what a TBTL or a 10 is to anybody. <laughs> so uh, that's a, that uh, wasn't an issue for me. Before I met... Um, poor Jeremy that now gets dragged to everything. Um, <laughs> I would randomly take friends and it was almost as if they're like, ah, but I went last time. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> and I would probably buy them drinks. Like I'll, I'll buy you whatever I'll buy. I'll pay for all your drinks. <laughs> <laughs> so you just resorted to bribery. Yes. That's how you would convince people. I <laughs> yes. think that's a good method, yeah. you know, <laughs> until I met enough and until I went to a couple and met enough people that I feel comfortable going by myself, obviously now. Sure. Sure. All right. Do you have any other, any last words about the LA show? Uh, no. I mean, I, I, I guess I would say I would hope Luke would consider doing another live show, even though he didn't really feel the one he did was successful. But uh, it really was enjoyable for those of us in the audience. So hopefully he will not rule out doing another show in the future. Not that he'll hear this message. But. <laughs> I was hoping <laughs> that they would while Andrew was there. Yeah, it's funny, you know. Andrew, uh, while is while he was here, I always I did some uh, light to medium level stalking of him because certainly mentioned going to many different places that are right here in Hollywood and Koreatown and everything. So I was always slightly surprised that I never managed to run into him, but uh, that uh, never happened unfortunately, and I was always a little disappointed that I never had a ran into him. A, a sighting of Andrew in the wild. Yeah, but what so. would you have said? I think I just would have gone up and said, hey, I've been a, a 10 and a longtime listener for a long time, and I really love the show, um, you know, and maybe cat rolled him if, uh, <laughs> if I could do that. <laughs> so, <laughs> but alas, it never happened. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for coming on, talking about this. My pleasure. And next, we have Emily Maurer, who attended both days of the Chicago 2011 shows. Hello, Emily. Hi. How are you today? I'm doing well. How are okay. you? Great, great. All right. So my first question is always, how did you start listening to TBTL? Yeah, um, I'm guessing it was, wait, wait, hearing Luke on there. Um, I, yeah, I don't remember exactly. Um I'm fairly certain it was way, way. And do you know when? Um, it was while they were still on the radio. So oh, okay. I think, yeah, I think it was like, I don't know. I think they were just a few months in. Oh, wow. So you, have you gone back and listened to all of them? I've listened to most, I think. Oh. Yeah. An almost perfect 10. I like it. Almost. <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> I think I've listened to all the beginning ones. I think there's some in between that I that I've missed. But so you would listen to it as a podcast, obviously, the next day or whenever yeah. they put it up, and it was in the three parts or whatever. Yeah. All right. So I kind of already spoiled it, but my next question is usually, uh, what show did you attend? <laughs> so I have attended all of the shows in Chicago. So I attended the ones in. Uh, 2011, and then it was just last year, right? Mm -hmm. 2016, yeah. And so was the Chicago, the first day Chicago show, because 
in 2011 they had two days they did it right the show two days um was the first show you attended the first tbtl event that you had attended no no i think it was while they were still on the radio but it could be a little off on the timeline luke was um doing an episode of wait wait and there was a little meetup afterwards and i came to chicago for that episode i was there for the weekend and went to the taping of wait wait and we met up at rossi's afterwards of course <laughs> right no alice's that time no alice's <laughs> that time no but you've been to alice's i have of course. i have <laughs> So, <laughs> I mean, Chicago, the Chicago Tens used to have a very lively community. I'm not so sure mm-hmm. as, as much now. I've met up with them twice now. Um, mm-hmm. So have you gone to meetups, non-sanctioned um, TBTL events? Yes. Yeah, we, I've gone to a few that have been here. Um, I know, so, so I moved from Michigan in 2014 to Chicago and the Chicago tents were lovely and welcoming and actually made me feel really at home. Um, so, so they were great. Um, and then I went, I think I went to one that you came to actually at the holiday club. No, I didn't go to the holiday club. Holiday club. Maybe I could be wrong on the location, but I th- it was you went to the air and space museum. I think oh, earlier yes. today. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe. Oh, yes, we did go to that place. <laughs> I <laughs> I didn't remember where we were, and I had yeah. lots of vodka drinks. <laughs> yes. Yes. It wouldn't be a TV show event no. without a lot of vodka drinks. <laughs> <laughs> because then we moved on to a different location, right? Right. Right. <laughs> and oh. it was a shit show. <laughs> Just yeah, like a TV yeah, show never. <laughs> well. <laughs> yes. So you lived in Michigan and drove down to attend the live shows? Uh, I took the train, yeah. Mm-hmm. Took the train. Okay. Yes. And had... So this was your first event or you did the wait wait was that the Uh first time you met tens was at this wait wait meetup and yes and did you arrange it through the facebook page uh no it was this was still my northwest days so we did it through yeah (laughs) through comments on a blog post (laughs) correct (laughs) i see That's hilarious. So have you, um, I've told my story multiple times of meeting some of my best friends in line waiting for or at pre-funk um, events before an event. Um, did you meet anyone during these that you still are in touch with? Yeah, I mean, like you said, I, you, um, the Chicago tents aren't as active as they used to be, but Joe and Mike are fantastic. Yes. Um, yeah, I... I I'm not a big Facebooker, so I'm not great at keeping up with people, but they, all of the tens I have met, like, they still feel like friends to me, even if I'm not super great with keeping in touch. And, um, so before these two shows, the 2011 Mm -hmm. ones, were there pre-show or post-show meetups before them? Uh, there was, but I did not attend because I had my mom with me (laughs) okay so tell me about that (laughs) yeah so it was mother's day weekend and uh i wanted someone to come with 
me to for the for the weekend, not necessarily for the shows. I didn't think she would come to the shows. Um, but I was like, you know, we could do other fun things in Chicago for the weekend. And she was like, no, I want to go with you. So, so she came with Such me, and she, yeah, she really was. She, I mean, she didn't know what a TBTL was, <laughs> other than you know hearing me talk about it. Um, so yeah, I I called her after um, talking to you initially, and was like, "What do you remember from this time, and how did you feel?" <laughs> yeah, and she said she said that she was really nervous. Um, she didn't know what to expect, mm-hmm. um, but. The- <laughs> <laughs> that they were a lot crazier than she expected them to be. Oh, really? Okay. That's <laughs> yeah. funny. Um, right. Well, um, I guess that makes sense because there's a rap song that happens. Um, <laughs> Sean uh-huh. talks about hanging out with a, a homeless person all night who <laughs> tries to get him money, tries <laughs> yeah. to get money from him. Um, yes. Yeah. So that was the, the, that story was the second night or the second show. And after the first show, we were talking about it and she's like they all seem so nice and that sean just seems like such a sweet person <laughs> and <laughs> after hearing his story um i don't think she necessarily thought poorly of him but she she didn't have any more like glowing sean comments <laughs> now were well, on this show did he do some kind of weird cooking in a hotel room um it yeah he made uh cupcake or cup um cake in a cake cake pops cake pops <laughs> yes <laughs> out of angel food cake right and canned frosting mm-hmm. <laughs> yep <laughs> i don't know if he's ever read a recipe in his life no all right no. so <laughs> what was your first what was your first impression coming into the live show you know, maybe standing in line as it's starting. Mm-hmm. What did you feel when the music started? Everything. Well, so it started. Um, I, we found we found seats. We sat down, and then I went up to the bar to get some drinks. And I was walking back, and I'm not very graceful, and so I tripped and fell a little and oh. spilled my drinks, and like spilled a drink on someone. Not much, just a little. And I thought, oh no, I've just ruined the entire night and instead everyone around me was like good save because I didn't spill that much and I was like that's why I love these people because any other event that I've gone to and something like that happens people are angry and and these are 10 so they're like no it's okay we're all here having a good time and you you know got a couple drops of a drink on me so what and and so that was that was you know I think that just cemented my feeling, my good feelings of the tens. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, when the music starts, it's exciting. It's, it's exciting to watch the show happen, and and to, yeah, to hear the music start and to like know that that you mm-hmm. are kind That's of part awesome. of it. And um, I have to ask, mm-hmm. did your mom become a ten after this? <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't think she knows what a. I, I don't think she would have any idea how to get a podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did she come to the 2016 show with you? She did not. Oh. No. <laughs> I think she had her fill. Okay. <laughs> it's like I did that once. I don't ever have to do it again. <laughs> yeah. All right. So what was your favorite part of the show or both shows? Either one. Yeah. So I think I really 
so Peter Sagal was on the, the, the second episode and he he just seems so confused. <laughs> like <laughs> I really I really think he underestimated how much people love the show and how much you know maybe they love Luke in particular or like just have yeah have good feelings towards this this weird thing Mm -hmm. (laughs) and um they had done tbtl players earlier or that was yeah they had done tbtl play the earlier event and he just came out and seemed very confused and like why are all these people here cheering for this weirdness and and i'm yeah i thought that was great (laughs) um and then, yeah, the TBTL players, you know, it's always good to see them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they did a, a scene from ER, which wasn't any ER episode that I remember, <laughs> but <laughs> um, they had on uh, uh, bathrobes that they had taken from the hotel. <laughs> and as I recall, a fake mustache on Luke. Um, so, yeah. Of course. Why not? Why not? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The TV tail player is not Luke. Right. I, don't, no. I, don't. I don't. Yeah. No. No. Isn't it funny that they never named the the players? I know. I, I think there's a real opportunity there. Missed opportunity. Absolutely. I, I mean, I really think that they should invite them back. Oh, for sure. It's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah. Any The next time Jen's on the show, the players need to come. Absolutely. No, I agree completely. I would put my TV telethon money on that show. Uh, yes. Or, or you know, don't promote that Jen's going to be on. Just, you know, bring the players on, do a little skit, and then have Jen come on. It will be such a nice surprise. Yes. <laughs> She's probably missed the players as well. I am, I imagine so. <laughs> Too bad we can't send an email to, you know, have our idea heard. Right. <laughs> um, so, the last um, question I ask everyone is... Um, what I've noticed is whenever one of these live events come out, people say, oh, I really, I, w- I wish I could go, but I'm, t- I'm too shy or I'm too nervous or I don't want to go alone. And mm-hmm. do you have any advice for a 10 that is too nervous to attend an event? Yes, I am that person usually. And I say, you know, I, I think if you go alone, you're going to find a bunch of friends immediately. Um, but yeah, you also can take your mom and no one cares. Um, no one, you know, no one cares. Um, yeah, I, I say go. I, so it wasn't a live show, but the, the first event I went to was that meetup at Rossi's and like at four points in the night, I nearly didn't go. And I got to the bar and have you been there yes (laughs) yeah so it's tiny very small cash only it's cash (laughs) cash only very small and i i walked in and i was so so incredibly nervous and i i didn't know anyone i had never met another 10 before and so i i knew no one there i didn't have anyone with me and i like did a quick loop around Rossi's and I was like okay I'm just leaving and then Luke stopped me he's like oh are you here for the meetup and I said yes and of course he made a fool of myself because he said hi I'm Luke Burbank and I said hi I know <laughs> no that's awesome he loves that <laughs> but, 
No, that yeah, that was just one of the terrible things I like <laughs> foot in mouth things I did that night. <laughs> but it was a lovely night and I met lovely people and so so yeah, I say go and and you will meet lovely people and have a great time. For sure. All right, did you have anything else you wanted to say about these specific shows or just TBTL in general? Um, not particularly. I mean, just that, that I love, even though I'm not terribly active, I love being a part of this group of people. And, and yeah, I mean, I've stuck around for a long time, you know, <laughs> a long time, <laughs> which I think is just a testament to how, you know, how great it is. For sure. All right. Thank you so much for coming on, Emily, and talking about your experiences. Thank you. Next, I would like to introduce a special guest, Colon from Chicago. Hello. Hi, Christy. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. I'm so so glad you could join me on today's show. Um, I have just a couple questions for you. Okay. When did you start listening to TBTL? Um, a fairly recent listener. I think it was like 2014. Oh, okay. Um, like a lot of people I'd heard Luke on Wait, Wait. I started listening to the Wait, Wait podcast. It was like one of my first podcasts. And so I'd been listening to that. And then I heard Luke on the show. And... He, you know, it's meant they mentioned a podcast, Too Beautiful to Live. And I thought, who in the world would name their podcast Too Beautiful to Live? I thought that was weird. And I, I wrote it down and I decided to give it a listen. And so I've been listening pretty much ever since then. So I think it's around that time. Um, like I listened to the episode right before, because you know, he always does one in Chicago and he was walking around like Millennium Park and stuff like mm-hmm. that in Chicago. Um, it was around the time, I know it was around the time that he was transitioning to um, Port Townsend. Okay. Because there was like that week of shows that were like, what are you doing here? Oh, right. Followed like right after that. So that's how it all started. It was mainly wait, wait, like a lot of other listeners, I think. So I have to ask, are you a perfect 10? Did you go back and listen to all of them? No, I'm not a perfect 10. <laughs> um, There's very rare. Little- there's yeah. there's hardly any of us, so <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, most of my past knowledge comes from Little Red Bandwagon, thanks to you guys. Okay. So, uh, but I enjoy, of course, hearing all the old stuff, the Gen days, and yes. so forth. All right, so let's talk about what you're on here to talk about today. What show did you attend? What live show? Uh, the most recent one in Chicago, so it was early December. Mm-hmm. Um, I had heard about previous Chicago live shows. Like I met some tents here and they talked about when they came and how cool it was and how much fun they had. And I was like jealous. I was like, man, I really want to see a live show. And then they announced it and I got super excited and, uh, and I, I made sure to go. Although I initially didn't have tickets because I was waiting on my 11, my wife to see if I could get her to go. And then, when she finally said, no, I'm not going to that. But she did go to the live wire the night before. Um, the tickets are gone. I was like, oh, my God, I missed the tickets. But fortunately, I was able to get one that someone had an extra. So Yeah, I always out. I always um, 
buy them. I mean, because they're usually cheap, under thirty dollars. Yeah. I always get them, and then hope I can I can make it to the show because I know they go so quickly. Uh, that's part of Luke's anxiety. He always gets theaters that are way too small. Right. Okay. <laughs> See, I'm new to this, so it's my first live show. Yeah. So now I know for yeah. the future. I ended up. I got a ticket and then ended up giving it to Joe McCauley because she didn't get tickets in time and I ended up not being able to go. Oh, okay. That worked out for John. <laughs> um, was this your first TBTL event or meetup? I should say. No, I've been, uh, we had a couple meetups. In fact, one where you guys were I there. I met you, right. Yeah. Yeah. We went to oh, Alice's. We very briefly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was probably the second one. The first one I actually kind of helped organize. That was the, I think it was the night of the Mar- TBTL Mariners game. Oh, okay. And then, and then I, I pushed to have like a little meetup separately because other other, you know, TBTL groups were doing that. So I thought we could do that and meet up at Alice's, and then so it was like a week night. Only a few people showed up, but um, that's when I met Mike and Joe and you know a few other people. And it was a lot of fun. So I'd say that was like the third event that I went to with Tens. Were there for the Chicago show? Were there any um, pre or post show meetups? There were some organized. Um, I live kind of in the suburbs now, so it, I had trouble making those. But I know uh, they went. Some people got together at Rossi's and stuff like that. Mm. Like I just barely made it in time. Oh, okay. <laughs> for the show myself. Um, and then there was a, a post post show afterwards and I tried to help try to organize that as well, but I didn't end up going. I was just too tired. Um, but yeah, so it was pre and post post game activities. So what did you think of this was your first event where Luke and Andrew were there putting on an actual TBTL show that you've heard of, you know, heard these live shows in the past. What did you, what were your first impressions? Um, I just really enjoyed – it just does make a big difference to have the crowd there. I was really into it. Mm-hmm. Um, when people started cheering, applauding, you know, applauding right away, uh, you kind of felt that energy and you could kind of feel from them that they were feeling it as well. Um, so that energy in the room was, was really cool. And it kind of helped you almost focus more on what was going on. Um which is really good. I just, it was just really a kind of a look, kind of almost an electric atmosphere. It sounds cliche, but it, it, yeah. it really felt that. <laughs> but so, yeah, I just, my first impression was like, wow, this is really cool. I'm like, going to enjoy this. Yeah. And then did you end up listening back to the live show? Yes, I did. And what did, what did you think? Did they cut out uh, parts or um, were there things that were missing or, um, oh, I didn't even remember because I've been at these live shows and, and then I listen back and I go, oh, I don't even remember them talking about it because of, like you said, the electricity in the air and everyone yeah. kind of talking and laughing and you miss miss some of the jokes. Yeah, uh, they didn't cut anything out. There were some things maybe I heard a little, a little more clearly when I listened back, but I, I don't think they really cut anything out. I don't recall them cutting anything out. It was, well, it was a while ago. It was well over like six months ago. So <laughs> it's hard to say now, but yeah, I don't recall them cutting anything out. All right. Do you have any, I hear often, I see this in the Stens page and people actually just personally telling me this, that they are, that they always feel too nervous or um, have apprehensions going to any of these 
TBTL events or meetups or anything, what do you have any advice that you could give to attend that feels too nervous to go? I think if you're a 10 and you're on the fence about going, I think you should definitely go. Um, even if it means you got to drive a couple hours, because as soon as you're into the room, I mean, you're going to be with like a bunch of people who kind of share your sense of humor about things and you can, they'll know all the drops and all the lines from the show. And, and it's almost like, you know, something about them already, you know, it's just the little details like where you're from and so forth. So like you already have that commonality, which kind of makes it really easy to break the ice with new people. It's really, uh, so yeah, if you're on the fence and you're just not sure, you, know, you should definitely, like I said, you should definitely go and, and, and you know, I'm sure you'll have a good time because, because tens really, you know, tens are generally nice people and they, they enjoy each other's company. Oh, that's great advice. Um, okay. So what was your favorite part of the show? I didn't think about it. It was actually kind of hard because some pretty good parts here and there. Um, I'd have to go with Serengeti's live performance. Because <laughs> uh, it's such a TV tale thing. Just this whole song becoming popular amongst this group. And I think even he was a bit surprised. Like, all these people are here to see me. Right. <laughs> um, he probably didn't know what he was doing there. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like, like, what's going on? What's yeah. a TV tale? Um, and it's funny, his interview was a, it seemed almost a bit awkward. He was really like off to the side. I mean, you can hear him on the recording, like, Hey, you want to move over here? And he was going, no, I'm fine over here, like way <laughs> off on the side of the stage. Um, but when he started performing, you could tell he's really in his, uh, sort of his element and he was enjoying kind of feeding off the crowd and really, uh, I thought he gave a really good performance. I really enjoyed, yeah. you know, both of his songs really. Well, especially from a song that. I mean, I don't even remember what year it's from, but it wasn't even a new hit. <laughs> yeah, it was like 2012 or something, and here we are in 2016. Uh, yeah, but he just he, like he's just the kind of guy who's maybe not so comfortable talking about himself or whatever. But when he gets starts performing, he's really right. It's kind of shines. So I really enjoyed that. All right, thank you so much for coming on the show and talking about your experience at the live show. Um, would you go again? Oh, absolutely. I anytime they're again. in Chicago. <laughs> yeah, anytime they're in Chicago. I like to come out. They bring back the picnics. Maybe I'd like to come out to the picnic. I think oh. it sounds like a lot of fun, too. Have you so. ever been to Seattle? I have. Um, my wife, my brother-in-law is actually in kind of the Tacoma area. Oh, okay. So, yeah, kind of in the area. So we've been out a few times. We need to go back. So yeah, next, I'll try to arrange it. <laughs> next time there's a big live show, maybe 3,000? 3, yeah. 3,000 show? <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, I should definitely. Well, I hope you do. All right. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh, you're welcome, Christy. It was a lot of fun. Okay. Well, Christy, thank you for taking us down that uh, trip, a trip down memory lane. Is that how the saying goes? <laughs> I guess. I'm, I'm not good with sayings, but I always try and say them. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and I can't ever I think remember. Your what mess they are. ups make it even better. Yeah. Though. A rising tide. Floats the boats. All boats. Yeah. yeah. I think it was Ronald Reagan mm -hmm. that said that. Right? I don't remember. We've talked about this before. Okay. All right. Um, okay. So, yeah. Thank you for that. That was uh, That's cool that you put that together. Now, I have to ask you a couple other questions. Oh, no. uh, These are about live shows in the Seattle area. Okay. Because uh, I know that you've attended quite a few of those. Every one of like, them. Like, uh, 
okay, so everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, are there any like are there any events or anything that's happened at live shows? Like anything that really stands out? Like all the live shows that you've been to, mm-hmm. are there any big events or things that have happened? I mean, I know that you're really focusing on like outside of not the not the Seattle area shows, but well, let's talk about them just for a minute. Um, you know, is there anything that's ever happened at any of them that's really stood out to you as significant hmm. in like a uh, significant way? Hmm, I don't really know. I um, At the 1000th show, I answered a trivia question right and my shirt got sent to someone else. Um <laughs> Josh Kearns, I think oh. it was, we determined. Wow. So that was pretty... Um, I had just you can had... order a new one from the Little Red Bandwagon site. Yes, yeah, everyone can. There. Just click that um, shop button up in the corner. We've got some <laughs> t-shirts. I'll make sure know. to send it to the right address. <laughs> You've been to quite a few live shows now I have that been. I've dragged you to. Mm-hmm. Um, has anything... Can you think of anything that significant that happened? Yeah, there was one time that um, that me and you got engaged. Oh, at the... <laughs> Okay, yeah, that's pretty. That's that's slightly more exciting than getting a shirt taken away from me. Frankly, I'm a little hurt that uh, (laughs) that you didn't remember, but that's okay. It was a significant event for me anyway, and thanks to um, friend of the show Phyllis Fletcher for uh, helping with some of the logistics there behind the scenes. And Luke and Andrew, right? Yeah, they did. They -hmm. knew before any of my family knew. I got Andrew uh, to apparently break his policy against public proposals too that i didn't know existed right. uh and had, <laughs> if i did i probably would have never asked him <laughs> since you don't listen to the show i right? listen now but yeah. i didn't listen back then yeah but uh but i'm glad i'm glad that i didn't know because i probably wouldn't have asked him right. and i thought it was fun yeah it was fun and it got recorded for free so right <laughs> <laughs> i didn't have to figure that out all right okay so um we had an email from christy landerfield yes Okay. We had she had some technical difficulties, so we didn't get to record. And she attended the Chicago show in 2011. Both. There was back to back shows, two shows. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Like a whole weekend of shows. Yeah, and okay. she went to both. All right. Um, okay. Um, this is Christy's email. My favorite part was absolutely Jen's rap. She was amazing. I also loved Peter Siegel's Segel's completely, completely bewilderment at the Tens community. Oh. <laughs> he was a bit perplexed, but appreciative of all of the meta-ness of the show. Advice for Tens attending their first live show or event, just go. Be open-minded and set all your social anxiety aside and just go. Every 10 I've ever met IRL has absolutely been an awesome and genuine, as awesome and genuine as they appeared to be online. A few minutes of awkwardness quickly evaporates once you start talking about favorite TBTL moments, drops, memories. It's so worth it. Hope that helps. Sorry again for the delays and mishaps. Hope you and all the 10s have a blast in Austin. You know what else would help people to point out which who is a 10 and who isn't? <laughs> if you had some LRB RAR shirts. Christy, I just feel like you're being kind of exploitative at this point. <laughs> There was a time, this is before you, where there were where we were trying to set up like a, a hand signal mm-hmm. so that you could signal to someone that you also were a ten, <laughs> which it was the sign language for ten, and you would kind of like say rar while you did it. Oh. That didn't catch on That's, very yeah. well. I feel like that could be problematic <laughs> um for a lot of different reasons, probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it might result in some kind of shooting or something. I don't know. 
Yeah. Let's not do that. Maybe. So for all of you that are in the Austin area, I don't know if you're going to listen to this today or Friday or whatever, yeah. but um, we're excited to meet you. Um, I Christy's kind of very excited to meet you. I'm I'm really excited to meet everybody. I have a little bit of social anxiety, so I probably won't go up to people, but definitely come up to me. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. And Anne, yeah, is Christy's, bringing name tags. Christy's not mean until she really gets to know you. <laughs> but I promise, if you haven't met her yet, she'll be super nice to you. Probably for the you know the first hour or so. Oh come on! It really starts to taper come down on. after that. Anyway, all Cut right. This out. Let's um, let's 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 get out of here. All right, Christina. I think as they say, uh, is there any house housekeeping, house cleaning? Buy some stuff on littleredbandwagon.com slash shop. Yeah, just go. You can just go to littleredbandwagon.com and click that shop button up in the up in the top or in the little sidebar. And if you're shopping and it doesn't shirts. include raw shirts or a ten mug, go to amazon.com. No, go to littleredbandwagon.com slash Amazon and buy everything else that you would need. Can I say something about that real quick? Yes. Like, I just want people to know that that actually really does make a huge difference. Yeah. I mean, we don't, nobody's getting rich off of it, but like (laughs) we have to pay, you know, whatever, a couple bucks a month to keep the audio files up online and pay for the website. And we have a little mic kit and headphones and stuff that we ship around to people. So like there's some real costs here and like people, uh, Clicking through that Amazon link, we don't we get like that actually is really super helpful, and it doesn't month. cost um any money to you. Like if you're buying something there, you can just go do it, and it's it's awesome. And I also wanted to say another thing about the shirts, and I think I mentioned this last time that uh, you guys let me on, but um we have some uh, we we have other like we have the capability now, <laughs> I guess, to basically put whatever design we want on shirts. So if you guys have something that you really want or some ideas, like I have a couple ideas that I'm trying to work on. Um, I just need a graphic designer. So hit me up if you know any. Um, but if you have ideas of shirts or merch or items that you want to see, um, we have lots of stuff we can do. And I would love to work with you to make that happen. So uh, hit me up and we'll talk it out. Talk it out. Study it out. Study it out. See? I'm one of you now. I know drops. (laughs) (laughs) Because he read them off of his raw shirt. (laughs) (laughs) Until next time. Wait, that's it? Oh, yeah. You're not going to say like, what about the Facebook page? What if people want to talk to the podcast on Facebook? Where do they go? How do they find you? Um, Go to the stents page or Little Red Bandwagon. Yeah, you can just search Little Red Bandwagon and you guys will show up, right? LittleRedBandwagon at gmail.com. And I, are you guys on Twitter? I think so. <laughs> Someone I think else. It's at LRB Podcast on Twitter, yeah? Right. Twitter.com slash LRB Podcast. Um, and there's a phone number too, mm-hmm. but you don't have it in front of you. And I I'm don't. guessing you don't have it memorized? No. So it's on our website. Right. com. Really, I mean, honestly, all those things we just said, that's the only, that's the most important just thing. Just call Jeremy. Everything else we mentioned is on there. 271. Yeah. yeah. I don't actually know the last four digits. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Well, until next time, this is the next party. And we love you, Jen and Queso. Nailed it. Nailed it. Right. Nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed it.